And if you can't talk to your partner about something you want in the bedroom, then start by talking to your partner about something you want for dinner or to watch together on Netflix or- Wait, wait, Netflix gets a little dicey. Don't start there. You're listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee, exploring offline realities with online personalities. Frosty Fresh and Dina Epstein are a bi-coastal married couple splitting their time between LA and New York City, but there's so much more. Frosty has been known in the parkour realm and was the first sponsored American freerunning athlete. He was also the youngest contestant ever on Survivor China and is the founder of the freerunning and parkour training company Tempest. Dina is the co-founder of Clark and Madison Leather Goods and is currently pouring herself into her new company, Maud, which launches next month and provides non-gendered products that simplify and empower sex. The three of us chatted via Skype to record this discussion on open relationships. Um, all right, so all right, so you guys are in New York, New York, New York, and um, and you sort of are bi-coastal, and I know I actually randomly happened to be uh, at your at your wedding reception. So I know a little bit about you guys and, and all the back and forth of New York and LA and all the magic that you guys do. But why don't you just give us a little intro into the love story of Dina and Frosty and how far that goes back? Oh, I see. Do you want to start? Well, Dina will tell you that it goes back many, many lifetimes. Oh, I will. I will say that. <laughs> but m- me being slightly more focused on the present time, I can say about <laughs> about eight eight years ago, we met through uh, a mutual friend who had actually dated Dina's twin sister, Alex. And um, he, he I, I think, was really just looking for a way back into their, into their world. Um but he definitely definitely recognized that there was some potential for me with with Dina, and he's his first attempts were pretty pretty weak. Um, maybe my first attempts were pretty weak because I had no idea what was going on, and I failed miserably. I met her on my birthday, which should be the easiest time to meet somebody. He was on the Conan O'Brien show, and we were all watching it. Um, and I showed up to this place being like, I, "I'm I'm here to party," and everybody was like around the TV watching Conan O'Brien. And I was like, I don't really care that you're on the Conan O'Brien show. <laughs> and so I left because I was like, I actually want to go out. So <laughs> I ended up leaving. And this happened like two more times. And then uh, one party ended up making out on a trampoline outside. Frosty is a professional free runner, if anybody doesn't know. So my skills really shine right. on the trampoline. Right. Maybe, that, yeah. maybe that's what helped get your attention. Um, and uh, then I. Oh, but actually, I think maybe it was apples to apples because we were we were apples to apples partners. So that's really where my skills beyond the physical. I think he's giving himself too much credit for the apples to apples. But it ended up being that he was in San Diego for a job that weekend, and um, I had just met him at that party. And then I, I was like, Hey, if you want to stay in LA for the weekend. Um, he can stay with me. And he ended up switching his flight because he was living in Washington, D.C. And then he stayed for the weekend. And um, 
he got on the plane back and I booked a ticket out there two weeks later and said I love you probably two weeks later and that's why I think that it's been many many lifetimes because it just was meant to happen actually I was just talking to someone about that story today and I realized that Alex your sister actually told me she loved me before you and <laughs> she I mean if you have ever met her you'll you'll understand how she she doesn't really have any filter between like how she's feeling and what she's saying. And she was picking us up or, or giving us a ride back from Venice. I think we had been like, we'd definitely been drinking. And she just said, isn't it funny, Frosty, how I could just say right now, like, I love you. Like I just said, I loved you. I wasn't even thinking about it, but I do. I love you. And like, and I was like, yeah, Alex, I love you too. And he's like, but, but, and she goes, isn't it weird that like Dina hasn't even said it. Dina, have you said that yet? Oh my God. Did I just say it first? Dina, you, I don't know. And Dina pipes from the, the back. Like, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. But um, I do think it's it's uh, it's nice when you find those those moments or those people or those spaces in the world where where you you feel right at home, and it, it just it just feels natural. And I think that's why when Dina says we've been together for you know, many lifetimes, it it fits like an old suit, you know. Like, so he's telling you he believes it too. Good. Well, oh, there we go. That was the that was what we were looking for, Frosty. I love it. So, all right. So that was eight years ago. Um, so, how has your relationship changed and evolved in that time? Um, what are things that are different now that um, than from when you began? I think for for me at least the process of our relationship um, has been a lot about integration in the sense of more and more aspects of our lives becoming coordinated or connected or related or I guess yeah integrated because we when we started we were just really into each other and it felt very natural to to do most things. And I think that process of us both kind of quitting our jobs around the same time, we took this, this road trip after I moved from DC up to Idaho and kind of camped out there for a month. And Dina quit her job. And we kind of just started to explore what we were interested in. It's actually how um, our first company together started Clark and Madison, because we picked up a bunch of vintage, uh, leather pants and, and old army tents. And Dina sewed the first bags um, in Idaho, just from random pieces, um, kind of copied off of her, her grandmother's weekender. And in that, that, that process, I think we found this space where sort of our creative sides and our ambitious entrepreneurial sides met and, and, and everything kind of built together into this sort of seamless world that we we've now come to inhabit more and more yeah <laughs> yeah it's, that's that, that's so um that's so rad how you say that because i think when people have been together for a long time um i've had friends who have said oh you know we just grew apart or like she changed or, you know, he changed or, you know, he, he isn't who he was when I met him, whatever the way that people want to word it. And, um, I tend to think for myself that 
I do change all the time. Definitely. I'm not even a shred of the person that I was when I met Jaden and when I got married. And if he looked at me and said, you've changed, if that's what he was looking for, then I'm not the right person for him because I'm going to keep changing. And so, um, I think relationships are very fluid and people are fluid and there are seasons of life and there are, um, there are relationships that come and go and there are jobs that come and go and cities you live in that come and go and everything all the way down to the trivial stuff like your hair and how it's styled and you know, everything changes all the time. We're in flux all the time. Um, and so it's cool to hear about how your relationship has evolved and how you've still chosen each other through all the lifetimes. Right, Dina? <laughs> totally. I, I think that I, I agree with you completely, and we're constantly evolving um, and I mean, starting new businesses all the time and just discovering new cities. And I think one of the, the um, things that people tend to, like, have preconceived notions about is that if you decide, like, to make decisions about your intimacy and your personal life um, that are not necessarily standard, it means that um, like it, that there's a break in your relationship in a sense that like you might be discontinuing a certain feeling or you might like be evolving in a, in a direction that's not together mm. and they automatically assume that that's the case. But in actuality, it's like the opposite. I think that every single experience that we have, it brings us closer together because we're, there are just new things that are helping to like round out our experiences. Yeah, I think there's this weird notion that I've, I've come to recognize where where people, maybe the, it's easier to believe that, you know, once you get to a certain place in your life, like everything is set and then nothing changes anymore. You know, like this sort of old trope, like, ah, we got married and settled down and then <clears throat> everything was perfect. And, you know, that was it. And, and now the- we're celebrating 75 <clears throat> years and... Yeah, like this idea you're supposed to get to this place and then that's it. And anything that deviates from that norm is is a mistake or an error or, or a failure on, on someone's part. When, like Dean was saying, and you're saying it's kind of the opposite. Like if you stop growing, then you're going to stagnate and, and nothing's going to happen. And if you can find somebody that grows and changes with you, I think you're, you're going to find a, a lot more joy in that experience of life yeah and even if they don't decide to grow with you at least celebrating your growth yeah you know so how do you guys do that how do you communicate about your own changes with each other um and can you maybe tell me about a time that one of you started to change and and the other one wasn't ready to go there or just wanted to celebrate and support the change that was happening, but, but didn't necessarily want to take part in it. Um, I mean, I can definitely talk about a time when we were in different spaces of change. And I think that the type of relationship we have really benefited us. And I def I would look at, uh, when my, actually it was right after right at camp, right? Wasn't it camp when my grandfather passed away? Mm -hmm. And I remember this experience and, and it's, it's hard to describe. 
um, because it's it's more about the transition I went through from this this very high high to a very low low. But I also look at that that journey for me as like being a, a positive one because that means that I'm covering ground. You know, I was I was going and processing a lot, but I took I decided to take it on my own. It, it didn't feel like something that I wanted to bring Dina into, and she was very okay with that um, because she was she was processing a lot of other stuff at the at that same time, and so I asked her to to stay to stay back and to keep doing what she was doing. And she was in a really exciting exploratory phase of, of her own life. And she was, she was spending time, you know, with, with other people and, and with, with, with a whole different perspective on what was going on in her world. And I think that as we took that time to, you know, I was in Hawaii and she was in California and we were experiencing very different things. It sort of made me feel even better because it, it, it made me recognize that when I looked at us as a team more than just as two individuals talking to each other, then I could feel like we were both experiencing all of that together because we could bring it back into our relationship and everything I gained from my experiences and everything she gained from hers were, were coming back together. And we were both growing, even though we were growing in totally different ways, we were able to bring that growth and that experience um, and that energy back into our relationship. Hmm. So with that, with what you're talking about and, and the freedom to give each other freedom to kind of be and do and grow individually, is that something that you had each experienced in your own life and in other relationships prior to being with each other? Or is this something that... Um... I've never had a relationship. Sorry. Never. What did you I say? I need to talk over you. Oh, no. Um, what did you say? I said never other relationships. I mean, when we talk about being... I mean, we're talking about being in an open relationship. And I think that um, I'm really happy that the way that we do talk about being in an open relationship is more about communication and energy and trying to like figure out what works for us collectively because it 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 really has little to do with um things like sex and and the physical aspects of of stuff and more about the intimacy and the connections that you have um together and then like how to grow from them but when we do we definitely i i've never experienced that with another um person and i think one of the reasons that I feel so comfortable in who I am and also who I'm with is because I'm allowed to be whoever I'm with and I'm allowed to have that conversation. So if I do feel like intimacy is something that I do want to explore with somebody else or like from a physical perspective, I'm allowed to talk to, I feel totally comfortable talking to Frosty about those things because it doesn't mean that like something's necessarily going to happen one way or another. It's more about the idea that I'm, I'm, that it's okay to talk about whatever I'm feeling, even if I'm just like I think that the sky is actually green and not blue. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Mm, I I love that. So you guys give each other permission and freedom to be honest about what's coming up for each of you, um, without without sort of the 
the usual kind of cliche, um, oh, but he'll get jealous or, oh, but she'll, she'll be mad or she won't know how to handle this. Um, I love, I think the one thing I would have to say is that, that it's a, it's more about the recognition that there's no permission to be given. Yeah. Because I feel that I was very, you know, I was very open in all of my relationships before this, not necessarily as, as open um, as, as I am with, with Dina. I don't think I've ever been that open with another human being. Um, but I, I had this same standpoint that I didn't reserve the right to give anyone permission to do anything, whether or not we had, you know, the same Facebook status, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's not up to, it was never up to me, but I think in a lot of the relationships I had and, in the past, it was it was never something that they were comfortable sharing in, and I think that that idea is that it, it it's you know it's not up to me to to let Dina do anything. It's up to me to show her that I su- support her no matter what she does, and that our relationship goes beyond my need for her to prove anything. To me about how she feels about me because I trust that whatever that is she will make it very clear to me <laughs> which she has no trouble doing <laughs> you said the word jealousy and I think what I've heard Frosty say this over and over again because we do get a lot of questions because I think that as a society we want to understand things and in order to just understand them we have to label and define them a certain way obviously but one of the things Rossi says about jealousy is he's like, there's so many other feelings. Like, there's so many amazing feelings to have. Is that really one that you want to spend time on? And I'm like, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, I never want to spend time on that feeling. It's an, It feels awful. Mm. Mm. I just think that jealousy is, like, ungrateful for for the, the, the life that you have and the, the amazing gifts that that we're given and, every day. Sorry, and if you think about it, <laughs> you think that mo- the majority of the conversations that I've had surrounding that word are never like direct. Like it wouldn't be like I'm talking to a lady and she's like, I'm jealous. She would be like, he will be jealous or he'll be like, she'll be jealous. And it's always like the assumption that's made, but it's very rarely come across to me that, that they're like, I will be. Because it's more about what they're scared of, or not scared, I don't know if it's scared, but it's assumptions that you make instead of just going direct to the suit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it makes it makes absolute sense what you're saying. Um, and I'm really, first of all, I'm really grateful that you guys are um, being open with me and with us about your openness, um, because I think you're right. People are curious. They're like, how do, how does that work? Um, and I think, you know, uh, about a year ago, there was a piece in the New York times and it was, um, a study with, I think 25 different couples that were in open marriages and, Oh, I read that. Oh yeah. 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 It, um, and it was so, it was so good. Um, and I loved it. And I, and one of the things that I loved especially was that it challenged, 
um, the taboo about open marriage and how, you know, it's something that like guys just want it. Like guys, you know, guys, guys and sex, you know? Um, and it really challenged that because I think out of the 25 couples, it was, it was something like 17 of them. Um, the woman was the one that had initiated the open marriage. And so I shared it on my Facebook page. Um, and it was so interesting cause I, I thought, I wonder what's going to happen. And almost no one commented on it on the actual post, but I got so many DMs, private messages, emails, texts, people saying like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you posted that. I'm in an open marriage and, I, and I'm just ready for like, I'm ready for a space to be able to talk about this or, um, you know, oh my goodness. Um, I, my brother's in an open relationship and I've always just wanted to feel like I could talk to somebody about it that wouldn't judge me. Um, and even reading um, Esther Perel's new book on the state of affairs, one of the things that she talks about is, you know, there's there's sort of all these affairs happening, and then there's also just the conversation about open marriage and what if that's the next thing for our for our for our culture for our society, um, and so I feel like people are really ready to talk about it, and they're and they're ready to understand, and they want to understand, and they also. Um, want to have a place to ask the questions. And I just don't think there are that many people willing to answer the questions. Um, have you guys experienced that or am I making that up? No, I'm I, even before we were more open about our openness <laughs> or, or were, were, or decided it was okay to use that, that, that terminology. People talk to us about sex a lot. Mostly Dina, because of her her experience um, as a designer in the industry, and and me because of my I don't know amazing dance moves, amazing dance moves, and <laughs> avert natural sexuality that <laughs> radiates from me. Oh my god! Um, maybe just because of my my comfort or with it, but I think that it's it's been something that people talk to us about a lot. Um, but when it comes to the idea of an open relationship, I think people tend to turn toward these questions they have about sexuality, about jealousy, about intimacy. And a lot of the times, to me, that's missing the point. Because what I'm interested in this relationship, um, or in this type of relationship, or is... The idea of openness in everything that we're doing. I want to clear as many barriers between Dina and I as possible. And we have tried to do that in every layer of our relationship in terms of our, yes, our, our intimacy, in terms of our, our work life, our social life, in, in everything we do. When I feel some way about something I want Dina to know. And and when she's feeling something, I, I want to know. And if she's feeling like there's something that she wants to keep to herself, I want to know that too. So that's something that I'm not trying to, to dig into. I think it's it's just about having a better connection with your, your partner. And in doing that, I think people turn to these sort of like polar specifics of things that they, they fear or they think about. Obviously, talking about sex is like exciting. It's like really exciting and mm -hmm. it's interesting. 
and it's it's engaging. So I think that people go to those things um, because they're easy to to sort of fixate on, but it, it mix it misses the the point to me of why this happens, yeah. and that's why I think we're trying to have more conversations about it now and trying to open up that dialogue so that people can feel more comfortable thinking outside of just the traditional sense of what a relationship is supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, to sum, sum it up, and I'm not trying to sum your words up because I think it was so eloquently said, but I do think it does more to do about with communication than about like what about specific things like having sex with other people. Mm. What are the questions that you guys hear the most from other people when they ask you about it? Um, the jealousy one comes up a lot. I think the other one is, are you, are you guys like on the rocks? Like they, people automatically think that we're in a bad spot. Is everything okay? Is everything okay? Which is interesting too, because I know that if you know us, which you know us, Mm -hmm. that you don't, (laughs) like, of course we're okay. We're so in love with each other. It's just that you just, they just have to ask because it's like, well, I can't see that something's wrong. So something must be wrong. And so that's a question that comes up. And I think that when we say no, it's, it's a little, it's still confusing. So then it turns into 10 more other questions. And to give that the answer to that, I, my, my response is usually that if there was an issue, I would be the first person to know because Dina is, as, as we were saying, has nothing holding her back from telling me if she has an issue with something I'm doing, with something that's going on in her world, with something she's feeling about herself or me or anyone else on the entire planet, she can tell me. And we can, we can talk through that. We can meditate. We can go for a run. We can have sex. We can do whatever. I if, normally don't choose a run. It's normally like sex or... <laughs> Sometimes those two combine. <laughs> But, but the point is that, you know, our, our relationship works because of the fact that we are open with each other. And I think so many people start off their question saying, well, if it was me, I would be worried about this. Or if I saw this, I would definitely or, you know, they, they come at it from their perspective of either the relationship they're in or relationships that they've imagined or, or how they think it would be. Because what they're thinking about is. Oh, well, if you were like hooking up with somebody or something, then all of a sudden I would be wondering, are you doing this without telling me? Or are you, is something going on? Or are you not saying how you feel? And that's when it gets into that, that, that area of um, sort of that, that doubt that comes with not really trusting yourself or your partner that I'm trying to avoid in my relationship by being as open as possible. Yeah. I, I think it's coming back to me in a more clear way because the questions do tend to be the same for men and women when they ask these things. And I mean, it, people also rarely ask us together because I think that they are trying to find something out that maybe we're hiding, which isn't true. Like we're open, so we're not hiding mm. things. Um, but for women, when they ask me specifically, like, wouldn't I be jealous? about another woman or um i think my main thing is it always comes back to appearances and and they're like when aren't you jealous like about you know if she's pretty or 
in in a certain sense. Like nobody would outrightly say that necessarily, but that's what they mean. It's like more of a physical thing. And um, I always say that that that, uh, that their beauty doesn't take away their beauty doesn't take away from my own. And I read I don't know who said that originally, but I love that quote because. There is so much room for every woman to be beautiful in so many different ways. And it's so true. Like, nobody takes away from who I am and, like, how attractive I am on the inside or the outside. So that I hope that squashes it because I just want the person that I'm speaking with to automatically, like, think of themselves as just as beautiful and not any less because they are. And then... Well, I can tell you from from guys, the the main thing that I get asked is like, oh, like, what if she just wants to leave you, or like, what if, like, like, don't you feel like like less of like a man, like this, is like, like you're not enough, and I I I I have to like sort of you know contain myself a little bit in those moments because I find it a little bit amusing almost that they're so afraid of being like not a man enough is the one thing that I have the least amount of concern for. Like I have no fear that like my, you know, like I'm so comfortable with like our relationship and who I am and the, the dynamic that we have that I don't like, I honestly, if I was in this care of anything, it's probably a beautiful woman because there's, there's definitely a lot more beautiful women <laughs> that are more alluring than, than any, any guy, but that's just because but um but but in reality I, I think it's it's those things that it's like our own fears come out in these in these moments more than any real questions because if they if anyone really wanted to learn something about us or our relationship or or something valuable for their own relationships whether or not they're choosing to be open i think like dina said it would come back more to these questions of communication because that's the skill that we're yeah. we're working everybody imagines we're like hanging out at tantric sex workshops but really we're we're here learning better skills to to communicate to each other and maybe many- we will one day but we haven't done that yet <laughs> <laughs> okay well after you do we'll do another episode um but um but i mean guys like i'm so i'm so taken by how each of you um, is so individually grounded within yourself and how each of you, um, clearly has done the work on yourself as a person to accept yourself, love yourself first, to find, um, to find beauty within yourself and not to look for the other person to validate you. Because I think that that, that's the thing that, um, is so difficult in relationships because it can be so easy to fall in love and to find, to find the love that you've always wanted to experience, um, from the other person in, in the relationship rather than within yourself, you know, like if it was just me on an, on an Island all by myself, would I be enough? Would I see myself as beautiful? Would I accept my body? Um, those are all really big questions. And for a lot of people, that's, that's where, like you said, that's where the difficulty comes up um, of jealousy, and and yet you each just seem to have such a a, a self love and self acceptance that there is freedom to not look to the other person to complete you in everything that you are. Well, that's so sweet. Thank you, Caroline. 
<laughs> I'm not I'm not really here to just butter you up but to be totally honest that's what like that's really what I'm hearing is that we, what you guys practice is um is like you said it's more about the communication than the actual sex and it's more about you each having um your own what is even the word? It's it's about um, self esteem is kind of like the th- like the mm. throwaway word, but kind of what I would say is is that that sense of just your sense of self is not looking for other people to complete it. It's like I'm good, you're good, so therefore we can be good and trust each other and be open with each other. Um, and maybe I'm projecting and no. making it up, but that's what I'm hearing. I think the only like caveat I would maybe make or amendment would be like, you're good. I'm good. Together. We're better. Mm. That, that to me has always been like the, the best thing about our relationship is if I, I think if we had come to a, a place, which where one of us was more like hanging on the other one or rely on the other one, then it wouldn't, it wouldn't work in the same way because there would be a lot more imbalance. And I think the nice th- thing about us is that we're able to lean on each other because we're both, like you said, sort of able to stand on our own two feet. And that allows us to, I don't know, to, can, to continue the metaphor to, you know, get a boost when we need to, um, but also to like build up the, the, the fire when, when somebody's on to something and it's, it's, it's a really nice feeling. But I mean, I think you put it better than even I'm saying it right now. Like if we had a couple's resume, I would ask you to that, that quote for a reference or something. Cause that was really good. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I think that, that we, uh, we're very fortunate to have found each other at the time that we did and in the place that we, that, that we were, but also we allowed each other to continue to, to grow. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that because I feel like there's a lot of experiences that people are trying to like get through in their life before they get married or before they settle down and before they have kids. Yeah. And or they say, Oh, we're great, but it would have been better if it was, you know, if we met 10 years later or five years later or even two years later, mm. but we met now. So we made resolve and like, that's just the way that it is. But I was so excited to meet Dina and to find this person. I felt like I was so lucky. I was—I literally met her from the other side of the country, and I was like, "Oh man, thank God! At least we were in the country, and like the U.S. is not even that big, so like <laughs> we had it easy." Like, like some people have a much, much harder time. So I was so grateful to find her. I didn't want and to, them. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, literally, exactly what I'm talking about. How yeah. much harder that 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 can be in. I think if I had been like, oh, but I'm not really quite ready to move yet. And like, you're doing something over here. Like, we'll just come back to this again later and then figure it out and see where it wouldn't have been the same. And instead, we're able to have these experiences as as a couple in a relationship. And I think they're they're even more dynamic and interesting. I I don't know if it's come across, but um, I feel like I just wanted to say quickly that, that we, I think also a lot of the things that we decide to do are based off of fun, like <laughs> in general too. Not, not like making it so casual as to, but just everything in life. Like if we're having fun, then we're pretty much in a good place. And so if all of these experiences are based off of, is this going to be fun? Is this going to be a good time? Yeah. Let's try that. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. There needs to be more fun. So what are some, like, how does this actually play out? Do you have rules? Do you have boundaries? Do you, are there things that, you know, you're like every second Tuesday, we're going to check in over a beer and like talk about it. How do you, how does this play out in, in reality? Not, we're not that exciting. Every second Tuesday. <laughs> no, we're, I mean, the, the reality of it is that we're already talking all the time. And we're already sharing a beer, not just on Tuesdays. Um, we're, I think that there's, there's definitely, there's definitely space for sort of, for us to create sort of uh, a, a guidebook. We could have our own, you know, set rules, but then they would just be fluid. Like you're saying, they would change over time. So as we're in, these these moments of our life, I think it, it just comes out more as a stream of consciousness than anything. And I think that over time, we've started to, to understand better how we feel and what what we enjoy and, and what sparks joy in our lives and, 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 and to continue to try and bring those things in. And as it evolves, we're, we're in sort of a constant... Um, update mode where we're we're filling each other in but i think that's partially too like the reason why this function works is because we're kind of like each other's biggest fans like i i do want to know everything that's going on with her so to expand upon that i think that it's really hard when you're doing something for the first time no matter what you're doing um to like set boundaries for yourself right away um Unless they like apply to being a safe, safe and safe for yourself, but it's kind of like you could try something and it doesn't feel like it's appropriate or that it was right. But being able to like at least test yourself and see what works for you before you're like knocking something off is, I think, part of that communication and being able to like go back and be like, oh, that was probably a mistake. <laughs> Or saying, oh, that wasn't a mistake. And, like, that applies to everything, not just with intimacy. It's like, but it's hard to just, like, right off the bat set, set boundaries because um, we're all discovering things all the time. And, you know, we don't know. And I mentioned that tantric thing, the other, what we were just talking about, the tantric workshop. We haven't done that. So, like, what if we decide to do a tantric workshop and then we're like, oh, that, well, we'll put that on the list of things we decide to you know, a lot. Like we, you never know. Mm. I think if anything, it comes down to like, like, I don't even say like, you always have to tell me the truth about everything. Whenever I ask you a question, I mean, I, both of us are pretty bad liars. So I, yeah. I don't think we would ever be good at, at lying anyway. Um, but the, the sort of realness, I think we, we, we kind of promise each other, authenticity and so if there is something that Dina doesn't want to talk about she doesn't have to talk about it with me I just want to know that that's going on so I I'm not left in the dark wondering and and I think that that's that's probably been one of the biggest sources of, of comfort in my life is I don't have that stress all the time wondering how Dina's feeling or if this is like real or not, because 
I know if Dina is upset or if she is struggling or suffering or hurting on something and there's something I could do about it, she will let me know. And if there's not, or if I, if, if it's not my place or if she needs to be, you know, like with her sister or with her mom or, or with, with friends or, or anything else, she has got that, that's that space because we're, we're, we're real with each other. Yeah. I mean, and that really happens because we always bring out yeah. Yeah. So have you ever had uh, another partner basically fall in love with you or or sort of be like, hey, um, I want, you know, I want this to be a thing. How do you keep the other people involved from falling in love with you? Or if they have fallen in love with you, then how do you handle it? So I think that goes back to that question about like the checklist too, about experiences where you're like, Sometimes you don't expect things to happen and they happen and you have to deal with them as they come. And that's definitely something that happens. Um, yeah. And I think that it was, it was one of the lessons that we learned early on that while we may be in a certain place in our relationship, that's a very unique and, and almost statistically unlikely opportunity that we've, we've come to this place. And a lot of that is through the work that we've done with each other and on ourselves and, and over time. Mm. Um, but if we bring in another, you know, like infinitely impossible creative human being that's, that could have any of a bajillion types of emotions or feelings or other experiences in their life, even just, just for a moment, and we're inviting in a lot of unknowns and regardless of where we're at, that we need to be aware of, of, of anybody else that comes into our space. And that's not just for, you know, somebody that we bring in intimately that, that could, you know, catch a feeling. But I think I, that as, as people too, we're, we have a lot of feelings. So like we do spread that too. Like I think, it's easy to like have like have like love towards other people because ah yeah and that does kind of go into what I was saying because what I, I feel like is like it's not just people that we are are bringing into to our relationship or whatever it's it's also people that we talk to you know it's it can be hard to translate these ideas to other relationships if if the the pieces aren't in the same place and we don't always know we rare actually probably never know the full story of someone else's relationship, you know? So I think that we've, we've come to realize we have to be careful about the ways that we talk to people and the ways that we, we share our feelings and our hearts and, and, and our love with people, because while it may be easy for us to put it into the world, there's also potential repercussions for, for where it can go. Mm. So, so, um, basically, this is one of those things that something in the past has happened and now you're just more intentional um, or cautious about other people's feelings when you um, begin other relationships with them? I mean, I think I'm more cautious about it in everything that I do because I can recognize that that somebody else might have a totally different perception about what's going on in an experience because they're coming at it from their own worldview and their own experiences and and something that you may not even know is coming up is, is I mean, and everyone's experienced this in, 
in work relationships and in social and in, in uh, interpersonal relationships. How many times, you know, when you're you're young, do you all of a sudden realize you're dating somebody when they send you, you know, like a message about being a boyfriend or girlfriend? And you're like, oh man, I thought we were just like having fun, and that pops up, and that's something that 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 can happen in very easily. I think when people are are putting you in a in a in a place that's not you know, the standard, even more so, you know, the, the traditional sense of like how a relationship works. Um, it's, it is complicated. It, Was that the, did we the answer question? the question? I don't know if we're, <laughs> we're answering the question. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. yeah, you are. I think I'm, I'm more, um, I'm just sort of curious about, about that because I think, um, for me, that's, that's one of the questions that comes out. I'm, I'm less, um, I'm less, on like team jealousy questioning. Cause to me, that's not, that's not really what comes up for me as a person. It's more, um, I think like you guys, I'm someone who's very determined and very strong and kind of stubborn. And like, I know, I kind of know myself. I would say that I know myself well enough to be like, Oh, when I get in that situation, this is, I'm, I know that I'm going to be able to handle this or um if i go to that place i know that i'm going to stay true to my boundaries um and i'm not just going to get like caught up in something and then be like whoops how did that happen like I'm, i've always been very um connected with my choices and i would i know that some of the people around me are less um i don't know what the word is i guess less um self-aware maybe self-aware yeah and also just almost like stubborn like they get more caught up in the feelings and the emotions of things and get kind of carried away and swept down this path of like oh my gosh whoops I didn't I didn't know that was going to happen or um when I started out this wasn't where I saw it going and so I would more think of the other person and being like are are they going to be strong enough to be able to to kind of handle this or you know are they gonna are they gonna fall in love or are they gonna um wonder why you know this is just sex or this is just fun or whatever it is um so that's I guess my question um and so that's where that was coming from and I I guess I feel like I I heard your answer if you have anything else to add go for it um I do think there is something in, in what you were saying about <clears throat> about understanding people's feelings, but I do think sometimes people get the sense that maybe we are callous with each other's feelings. Like we we just go around trouncing around the globe doing whatever we want with whoever we want, which technically we, we could. I mean, any human could. Mm. Um, but I think that there is still a consideration for each other because – we know one another and we know how how these experiences can can affect each other but i think that we're in a place where because we're more aware of that because we've spent the time the actual time to like sit down and have those conversations and 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 to to know those things it's easier for us to make those those decisions and and to feel safer and freer and and to be able to enjoy experiences more because we are more aware of how it will affect our 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 partners and i do think that's true and that's one thing that i i recognize as being a huge benefit of our relationship 
not just when it comes to to like the specific intimacy questions, but to all things that we do, because I'm more aware of how my actions and my choices will 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 affect Dina now because we talk about them in that way. A lot of the time, I think Frosty is so aware and so so amazing and cautious and and nice and like he is he is like just understands a lot more whereas I think sometimes where I come from is more like I I get it so excited about new experiences that most of the time I like instead of thinking about this in like the possible negative effects of uh, that um this could have on other people I think about all of the positives that it could have and so I a lot of the time go from that angle when I'm like when I decide to do things or I'm like, oh, this seems like it'd be a good idea for this reason, this reason, and this reason. And I think that everybody will enjoy themselves. And so that's, that's normally the angle that I go from. Yes. Does it end poorly sometimes in the long run? Yes. But at the same time, I do think that, that decisions are made based off of not, not because like a forced thing happens because those, those spaces are safe. A lot of the, like, in our sense, in our world, they're safe. And so the, when people decide to, to do things, it's because they are trying to figure something out. And it's less about what, quote, somebody made you feel and more like the feelings that you're, that you need to feel at that time in your life. Mm. Well, yeah, I, that, that's... Does that make sense? That Can someone please say that better for me? <laughs> no, that totally made sense. I don't think what you're... I think you're, you're. I'm not trying to say that. I'm trying to define someone's feelings for them or tell them, well, you're supposed to feel shitty right now. I'm just saying, because I definitely don't think that, and I don't want anyone to feel badly about anything. I just think that, like, if you, I mean, this is an extension of that, but if you, if you never feel like complete sadness, then how do you ever can feel complete happiness? Like, if you never feel that you fall in love with somebody, then how do you ever? do the opposite like maybe those maybe it's not a bad thing and maybe it it's more about self-discovery and then you feel something about yourself that you didn't realize that you could feel like if you don't know uncertainty or confusion then you'll never know true understanding so if you don't put yourself in a place yeah. to, to do or try something where you don't know how it's gonna end up then you're never gonna know what it's like to truly discover something fully yeah exactly exactly that's that's what i mean mm. Mm, yep. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Um, have either one of you ever like vetoed a relationship or, uh, I guess, what do you even call it? I know Dina, I've heard you, I've heard you say, uh, promiscuous before, um, when you've, (laughs) when you've talked about things. So what do you, what do you call it when you're, um, seeing another person or, um, you know, a lot of the times we see people together like if we are talking about it from like a from sex or intimacy like we like to experience a lot of stuff together and so we do a lot together and that's part of it and I think only like twice or some or so that Frosty and I have ever um been with other people separately and um I think we the the honest answer is we don't call it anything because we're not trying to define any specific thing. I think that puts it into a place where you're like, 
oh, I'm I'm going out fishing for more fish in the sea, or like oh, you gosh. know, like whatever it is, you're just <laughs> yeah. you're trying to you're trying to put a a, a a word onto a thing that's not that specific. Yeah, right. And it, it also makes that sound um, that, that 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 feeling that this is like a, a, a specific thing that you're either doing or accomplishing or going after. And for me, at, at least, the for both of us, I think it just these things are natural things that happen in our life, and these aren't things that we seek out. More than anything, yeah, I, w- I want us to be in a place where if if you if we feel something in any moment, whatever that is, if that means like, you know what, I know we came to this party together, but I just met this person that I would like to sit on the roof and talk to for this entire night. And and if that happens, which more often than not it, it does with me because that's <laughs> that's something that I'm into, uh-huh. I you know, I want to be able to fully put myself into that experience and that's not because i'm trying to sleep with somebody or because i i want something more than that that feeling that same feeling you got the 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 first time you you had one of those conversations i think that you can have those again with with many people and it's not just the person that you you put a put a ring on it and and make babies with it can be with any person if you just happen to be in the right place at the right time well so i think that goes back to the whole what were we calling it saying catch feelings i think frosty catches feelings a lot too because he likes to create deep deep connections in that way and so like maybe that's why i was also saying that i don't think it's a bad thing because i think on both sides like creating deep connections with people is such a magical thing and so being able to do that on both sides is great yeah and that's where i definitely utilized a lot of the freedom of our relationship is to not let anything impede my ability to to connect with another human or an experience because of the way that that a traditional relationship would have functioned. Oh, we showed up here together. We need to do this thing. Oh, other people might. Oh, she's waving her hands. That that that's uh, Dina. That's or, it, but that stop talking. I have something to say. <laughs> it's because that wasn't Karen's question. She was. She asked if there's ever been a time when it's happened. And you yes. Okay. There was one time where I think um, somebody was um, knew that we were together, but then didn't acknowledge that we were. And I was like, I don't care what happens, but like, don't, don't, don't ask me if this is my roommate. Like, you know, that he's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I think that's like, the, that's the only time that I was frustrated. Cause I was like, girl, what game are you playing? <laughs> I was, of course, totally oblivious to all of this. Uh-oh. I had, had no no idea that that was even going on. But yeah, I, I, I definitely know what you're talking about. In, in that sense, I think it's, it is more than anything in, in our part, you know, like when there has been somebody that, that caught feelings, I can think of one specific example of Dina where somebody was really, really into her and, and in, a, in a beautiful way. And it's somebody that we, we both cared about a lot. Um, but it was, it became more and more obvious that it was sort of misplaced um, affection. Not that the, the affection wasn't real and not that there wasn't a lot of love in that, in that relationship. It's just that it, it was coming from a place where it, it was really meant for something else and it was coming from something else. And if Dina had continued the way that she was going, it, it would have created only more heartache and and it was something that that we did have to talk about a lot because it's 
it's important to us not to make this into what it could very easily become, which would be a lot of negative experiences or like a, a wake of, of uh, broken hearts. Mm. Mm. Does that sound cocky? I'm not afraid to say I'm a heartbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. You can't see me right now, but I, I look really good. <laughs> oh, anybody listening at home? Yeah. Check me out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, obviously you both have a lot of charisma and you both draw a lot of a lot of people to you and you know, that's before they see you on the dance floor. So, you know. <laughs> that's my secret weapon. Uh yeah. Yeah, clearly. Um <laughs> Have, okay, so so I, it's interesting that you said that almost all of the the uh, the like you said you don't put a word on it. So um, all of the escapades that have occurred have almost always involved both of you. Um, that's really that's really interesting. Um, and thanks for sharing that. So has there has there ever been anything that you've um, that you've done with someone else that you haven't done with your partner or um, is that just, you've sort of, everything goes. Oh. Well, I've done a lot with my partner, so it <laughs> hard to, uh, to, to find some, something new. No, um, I do think there's, to me, like something special about doing something with your, your partner, because there's types of experiences that I can't, you know, I could only have with somebody that I know as intimately as I know Dina. And it brings another level to, to, to those experiences. Like, okay, to get not graphic, but blatant, like the idea of like, you know, what people think about like, oh, a threesome, like that would be so awesome or whatever. But if you have like some random hookup with, with two strangers, there's, there's as much in intimacy as any like one night stand where you don't know what's going on and it could be fun or it could be whatever. But I think that the, the experiences will never be as powerful if you don't have some of that energy that, that I think you can only get from having like a truly intimate relationship with, with at least some of the parties involved. Mm. Yeah. So in that way, every experience is different. So yes, I think there's probably some things or some feelings yeah, I've experienced, but there are the mo majority of the experiences I feel like I could, I could not have experienced in the way that I had without Dina being there with us being present. Yeah. But everybody's different. Like everybody's different and that's regardless of their gender. So, um, I think that every, every experience is going to be different no matter what and which makes it exciting. I mean, I think that's one of the fun things about it is like we said, is discovery and learning new things and, just taking a different perspective sometimes. And so I'm totally excited when there's new things that I can talk about or even things that I know. I hear you, girl. I'm all about new things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I have another question. Um, so when it comes to, I think a lot of people are like, okay, so marriage... The only thing that is like different about, you know, marriage compared to people who are just together or, you know, when when I get married, that means um, I'm basically promising myself to one person forever. Um, so 
I guess part one of the question is what what is marriage to you guys and within your marriage? And also kind of specifically, um, what was in your vows? Like, what do you guys, what do you guys promise to each other and what is sacred and intimate in what you two share with, with each other? Oh my God, did we do vows? <laughs> I don't think we did. <laughs> we had, I love that. We, we did a toast. We had like a celebratory toast. Cool. That's cool. Well, I think it, it comes down to, you know, if you want a better understanding of, of, of our views on marriage, you could look at our wedding party because that's <laughs> that's what it was. I was going to say it was the best night of my life. <laughs> yeah, it most, was the best night I had of my the life. Most it, fun. it was seriously the most epic party ever. And I'm so glad that you got to make it. <laughs> I know. Just, it was awesome. But it was, it was so, it was the most magical night ever. And okay, fine. Maybe we can talk about the marriage. Just start over. The point is that a lot of people ask us this question that you're saying right now. If, if you guys are going to have an open relationship, what's the point of getting married? And for me, the, the, the fact that we have an open relationship is exactly why we wanted to get married and vice versa. It's a celebration of, of each other and, and us and the idea, not that we were like handcuffed together for the rest of eternity bound by legal documents and tax status filing, but by the idea that, that we believe in the idea of us and that together we could, we could not only experience more, but we could celebrate life better, more fully. And there's a lot of stupid things that people celebrate, but the fact that we got to not only have a huge party with all of our friends and celebrate this love, not only that we have for each other, but just love in general was such a beautiful experience and one of my favorite experiences I've ever had dancing all night with all of our friends and some strangers because it was an open event as well um, and and anyone could come in and uh, and now every day of every year I get another chance to to celebrate something beautiful and I don't look at this wedding ring I wear as as a reminder of some burden I have to bury, but as this gift that I get to carry. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't even know if I can say anything after that. You don't no, have to. I like, I like it, Frosty. It's good. <laughs> um, and I think it's interesting that you guys, you sell, you celebrated um, rather than, than necessarily promising because, um, I know Jaden and I have talked to each other and been like, man, our vows were so idealistic. And I think we broke almost everything we ever promised to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's one of those things that I think, I think marriage is, I would go so far as to say idolized, um, in America. And part of that I think is, fairy tales and, you know, when it comes to things like, um, media, the way that we portray, this is what love is and this is what it looks like. And this is what 
you want. And if you are this kind of person, then this is what you'll experience. And I think that so many people, I mean, all you have to do is look at the divorce statistics and you realize that a lot of people are getting kind of chipped um, because they believe, oh, if I, if I do this, this, and this, and if I have my dream wedding, and if we promise these things to each other, then that will result in this perfect life. And I just think that, you know, I, I'm really, I'm really curious to see how it evolves. Um, and I think a lot of people our age and younger are starting to ask a lot of questions about this. And just as we've looked at um, gender roles become becoming more of a fluid um, thing in our society and the more that there's equality in gender um, and more openness in sexuality, I'm really going to be watching what, what happens to marriage because I think, um, I think that what we used to think that it is isn't how it actually is when it plays out, if that makes sense. Um, you know, we, we get told, do do these three things and you're going to have the best life and the best marriage ever. And so many people are like, Hey, I did those three things. And like marriage is really hard or my marriage sucks, or I have a really unfulfilling sex life or, you know, whatever it is that people are going through. Um, and there isn't freedom yet to talk about it. And maybe there will be, um, and I hope there will be. And obviously that's part of what this conversation is, is to start saying, Hey, it's okay to talk about the stuff that no one's talking about. Um, because like you said, you're, you're choosing the celebration side of things. You're not choosing to have an idealistic vow ceremony where you may or may not keep those vows for more than a year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so much pressure. And I think it's there for you to fail. Like there's not saying that like there can't be a, a Cinderella, but like, that's so sad that like people they believe that they have to be yeah, a Cinderella story so that they can not feel like a failure. Like that the only type of success is to to have that that exact like 1950s white picket fence and like two kids and a dog. Like that there's some set rules. Like you said, there's three things and you can just be happy. Mm. I feel like that sounds so nice, but if anyone really thought of it. If there was just three things you had to do to be happy, it would suck. And nobody would would be happy. It would, it would be the worst type of happiness that you could have. Any type of happiness that you could buy in a store or like get by signing a contract is is never never gonna be totally fulfilling. And and I think what people were looking for in this 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 sort of traditional I keep I hate saying traditional because it makes it sound like that's the way it's it, it was meant to be, mm. but maybe just in the way that people had done it for a long time, it was it was to try and create a sense of like, okay, we're we, you and I are just making this deal, and like it basically just means we're gonna like help each other out, and we're gonna we're gonna try and stick this through and work on this together, like all the stuff of life that will come up inevitably, you which is a lot of people get married and give up. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you can you can get divorced, you can leave each other, you can, you can do whatever you want. There's nothing in in the actual act of marriage that is going to help you do those things. It's only the things that that make you want to get married to somebody that make you want to do that that are gonna that are gonna help you through life that are gonna give you the the most out of this experience. Mm. Mm, I'm into it. Um, all right, I have three more questions on this. 
Um, and it, obviously, if you want to add anything, you can. I love everything you guys have already said. But um, have you guys talked about if you ever want to have kids? Is that something that may or may not happen in your relationship? And if so, do you think it would change your dynamics? Well, Frosty wants to have kids today, but, <laughs> I, but I'm not ready yet. Um, we are definitely going to have kids, and I think that it goes back to the what we were talking about in the beginning is, like, this is all um, an evolution and things change all the time, and I am certain that our relationship would change when we do have kids, but it's probably going to change in another month and another month, so, and, and, uh, so yeah, and I'm excited for what that means, and I don't know exactly what that means because we're definitely not at that stage in our life, but I am sure that our relationship will change as far as that. But we're still going to be open in the way that we communicate regardless. I mean, if, you know, we were talking earlier about how adding another person into your your your, your relationship or your world adds an infinite amount of other possibilities. And if you want to talk about like limitless creative beings, I think children are like unbelievably more potent with with ideas and creativity and complications. They just bring so much more into your world in so many different ways than you can anticipate. And that's kind of what's amazing about about them. And you know, I, I look forward to those those challenges and I know that there are like opportunities for us to, to continue to to grow in, in new and unknown ways. Mm. Yeah. Like start. Like it would be funny if we, do, if we told you, if we were just like, yeah, we're going to have kids and we're going to continue doing this exactly the same way that we've been doing everything. Cause then like, that's just silly to think that. Right. Yeah. To think that you're not going <laughs> to. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, someone, someone who hasn't uh, been to the moon being like, yeah, and when I get to the moon, it's going to be like this, and I'm going to, and I'm going to do this, and this is going to happen, right. and you're just like, dude, you don't even know, you haven't even been there. Um, so I respect your honesty and just being like, yeah, we don't know, we're going to keep it, we're going to keep <laughs> communicating. That's what's going to, that's what's going to happen. I love that. That's good. I'm into it. Um, also, before you talked about how you guys have the work that you've done work you've done on yourselves and together and how that supported you in having the relationship that you do and maintaining the communication that you have. Um, can you tell me any more about what that work has been um, and maybe one or two things that have helped the most? Um, I, you know, we just came back from field trip. Uh, yeah. Field trip where you were also there. And um, I think there were a lot of, very, very beautiful, like opening, eye opening and spirit opening classes that you could take there. Um, the Reiki classes and the breathing exercises and, and we've done a, a lot of those, but I, I've always felt that some of the most powerful connections I've felt to Dina are like in the car ride back after those, those sort of transformative or, or eye opening experiences um i i've really always felt like there's 
there's these moments when you are most vulnerable, when you put yourself in a space where you, you've opened yourself up either to a lot of people or to a lot of energy. And, um, I think that, that our practice has been to give each other enough space to feel and experience all those things, but then to also be a good receiver when there is all of that excess energy to, to be able to, to let it out without judgment or without. And one of the things I'm working on is without trying to offer anything up as like advice or, or help or, or anything in, in return and just to, to be able to, to soak up everything. Um, and I think this may sound ridiculous, but yeah, those, those long car rides, um, or those, those, like three hour visits to the coffee shop or the, the, the walks to the, the beach or now in New York through the, through the coal. Um, those have become like a, a daily practice for us to have, have that, that space to just know that there's always somebody waiting to, to receive whatever it is that you have either processing or overflowing or building up. Maybe that's not like a specific class that somebody can take. Mm. I don't know if you were looking, were you looking for like other podcasts or something. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, there's no right answer. I'm just curious as to if you were like, oh, I read this book or, oh, I took this workshop or, oh, I traveled to this country and did that. Like, there's no right answer. I was just curious on, on where you've, you've found the most support um, and where you've, you've learned a lot. I think for, I think an extension of that for me at least is, is if I am feeling slightly insecure about something that's going on or something that I'm interested in, like regardless of whatever that is, um, like figuring out how to do that and taking actionable steps for me to like do something that I'm <laughs> uneasy about and really like discovering it through the process of, of doing and learning and because I'm there and I'm experiencing it. Um, it puts a lot of that, that those feelings of like uncertainty and, um, unrest at ease. And cause when you like knowledge is power, right? Mm. <laughs> so it's, 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 I think that we all have it in ourselves to teach ourselves those things as well. And, um, yeah, that's, that's I, I do. I, I really, uh, I've been very much into this idea that the way you do one thing is the way you do anything. And it's a really amazing exercise in self exploration and also in, in communication to find opportunities to collaborate in different ways. I know one of the things that Dina and I started doing not long after we, we, we moved in together was uh, painting. And Dina's, you know, she's a RISD grad. She's an amazing artist. And I mostly just jump off buildings. So it was a little <laughs> intimidating to me at, at first. But I also realized that I'm a very comfortable public speaker. And, and Dina is, like, building her, her voice because so much of what she does comes from her vision and her creation. And so us painting something together both allowed us to 
see something of each other, but also accept something from one another. And in that way, I feel like just by doing something that wasn't the, the way that we normally connected or communicated, we were able to communicate on a much deeper level. And I think that's kind of what you were saying, Dina, in, in learning from yourself and, and from each other is like, you can really do anything. It's almost better if it's, it's not trying to be something, you know, like if you just sit and at home and cook a, a meal together, it's not necessarily going to be like your favorite dinner you ever have, but you're probably going to grow more. Well, I think it's also, it's, it's like showing yourself that you're capable of those things. Mm. You know, that's what I mean, like the dinner thing. If you feel like you can't make salmon and then all of a sudden you make salmon and you're like, okay, this tasted okay, not great, but like, fuck, I just made salmon. That's awesome. (laughs) It's it's so funny that you say that because, you know, Dina's twin sister is a private chef and she is an incredible chef by, by any standards. She, she is a, an artist in the kitchen and I know that that Dina has, has helped her and, and worked with her on, on, a, on a lot of stuff. And obviously okay. she knows a lot about food, but I didn't ever realize how, um, how much you, you were considering your, your culinary skills because of that the whole time when we were, we were living with Alex. But, you know, when we started living on our own, it was so amazing to watch you in the kitchen because it was almost like you were there again for the first time, but in this really exciting way, in the same way I see you attack, like, new projects or, or a dive head first into, to a, a new idea. And, mm. and it was, it was really, really exciting for me in, in, in that, in that time. Mm. Okay. We talked, sorry, we talked a lot. No, I love, that. <laughs> I love that. And Frosty, I love what you said about the way you do one thing is the way you do all things because uh, Jaden and I say that to each other all the time. And it's mm-hmm. such an, it's so real. Like when you start to actually look at, you know, if I'm going through a day and I'm feeling a certain thing, or if I'm, if I'm cutting corners in something like, even sometimes I, I say it to myself, like I'll be driving the car and the light will be yellow and I'll be like, okay, how am I going to do this? Like, am I going to, am I going to like race through it and hope that I don't get caught or that I don't, nothing happens or am I going to stop? And then I'm like, well, the way I do one thing is the way I do all things. So like I, I preach it to myself as well. Um, and it, it's so interesting how, um, how real that is. And, and even just that awareness and checking in with yourself and checking in with myself in the way that I'm going about my day and my life and my year and my, my relationships. Um, and, and the way that I'm also experiencing other people, it's pretty true. It's a pretty real, it's a pretty real thing to practice. Yeah. And, you know, when you, you think about it, it's almost becomes so obvious, especially when you, you know, you give yourself like those freedoms to, to do something, to express yourself or let something out, especially, you know, when, when you think about it from like a, a creative standpoint, you know, when you're stressed out and you want to just do something that helps you, you know, I just got to dance or like, you know, like you want to, you want to just write in your journal or, or whatever it is, you know, we, we search for these outlets um, that don't necessarily solve our problems, but they give us a better understanding of our ourselves. And I think when you can in, incorporate that into your daily life and into your relationships, then you're 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 going to grow and learn, whether you not want to or not. Mm. Mm. Yep, yep. Preach. I love it. I'm into it. Uh, You've got such a good like uh, 
like your mm-hmm. Like it, it makes me feel like I just fed you something really tasty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, I'm glad it's, I, I, it's really hard sometimes when I'm doing this because I want to, you know, um, verbally affirm everything you're saying or like laugh really loud or something. And I'm just like, I know that from the editing side of things that it's really infuriating when I'm laughing and talking over the person that's talking all the time. So I, it's like, I try to be really, really quiet and then just say the very little bits that I need to, but it's really hard because I want to be like, yes, I love what you're saying. Um, so, so to kind of wrap this part of the discussion up, I know Frosty, you said earlier that, um, statistically, like what you guys have isn't common, like what you guys have is rare and it's special and it's amazing. Um, and, and so kind of on that note, like what advice would you have? Let's say there's someone listening that, um, is either already in a relationship and they're considering making it an open relationship or they are not with someone, but they're like, Oh, Hey, the next time I'm in a relationship, like when I find my person, I want it to be open. Um, how have you guys succeeded through this and how do you keep it stable? Um, and what advice would you have to someone who's, who's really trying to practically move towards what you guys are doing? Back to communication, right? Of course. I think if you're in a a place where you're not sure if you can talk to your partner about something you want or something you feel, then, then, then you already need to start communicating more or in, in a, in a better way, because regardless of what your, your interests or your desires are, the issues, if you can't communicate with your partner, then your relationship is not going to work you might be able to stay in the same like housing unit together, but it, that's to me, not a, su- a successful or functioning relationship. So the, the first step I would say is, is, is finding uh, a common ground and a, and a comfortable, safe place for you to, to start a dialogue with your, your partner. And it does not need to be about any specific thing. I think it can be about anything. And if you can't talk to your partner about something you want in the bedroom, then start by talking to your partner about something you want for dinner or to watch together on Netflix. Or Wait, to- wait. Netflix gets a little dicey. Don't start there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but it, it really, I think it's it's just like, it's it's about about creating that, that space where where you can start at the level that you want to be at, even if it's about something totally separate so that you can start building that, that trust and that, that comfort. Yeah. Yeah. 150% um, to the moon and back. What he said, I do think an extension of that is sometimes you just have to try something to see if it's something that works. And um, if you do have enough of a level of communication, sometimes it's as simple as, testing the waters and seeing what happens um, because you don't know. It could start with, if we are talking about um, intimacy and sex, it could start with a simple kiss in a bar and then <laughs> running back and being like, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to, you don't have to make a plan to, to dive into anything because that's not what it's about. It's but, about making everybody feel good. 
Yeah, and I, I would say that if you are going to start with that, I wouldn't start necessarily in the deep end. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Without, without getting more on the same page with your partner first, because I think it can be very helpful to to shine a light on or to, to poke something that's not easy to talk about, to like get things started. And you've always been really good at that. Um, not just with us, but with other people as well, creating those opportunities to have the conversations about hard things. And I think a lot of times I try to be more diplomatic and find an easier way to, to, to get things started. But sometimes, um, it is, it is really valuable to sort of, poke that 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 beast hiding under the bed because if you can't start that if it's just going to stay there and you're not comfortable asking the questions that are going to lead to hard to hear answers then you're not ready to do this right right you you guys nailed it um i love i love this and um i'm really i would love for for listeners to um, weigh in either on, on Instagram or, um, on, in the Facebook group, just either personal experiences or, you know, I'm, I'm imagining that I'm going to get lots of like DMS because people don't want to post what their experience is publicly yet. But I'm hopeful that with you guys taking the step towards, um, being honest and brave and transparent about what works for you, um, that other people can also, feel that same level of permission to share what what their their truth is so stick around for part two of this discussion to hear a social media q a with frosty fresh and dina epstein about their social media practices this episode of out of line was produced by me caroline all sound editing engineering and original music composition by Jaden lee and a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?